Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Raindrops. Yes, so I finally got merch. That's right. You can buy your allegedly, and my boys, mugs, T-shirts, raindrops, hoodies, and T-shirts all on carloskingshop.com. That's right. Get your hoodies, your T-shirts, and your mugs all on carloskingshop.com. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. Once a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. Hey, Raindrops. On today's episode of Reality with the King, oh, baby, I'm giving y'all a double hitter, a double decker. Yes, double the trouble. We are going to talk about two housewife shows, okay? First, we're going to get into the Real Housewives of New York City reunion parts one and two. In addition to the season premiere of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, But first, let's get... (laughs) I'm laughing before I start. We must give a Razzie Award for the most wacky performance by Real Housewife at a reunion to Uba. I don't know what the fuck I just watched. And Uba is a prime example of how a housewife acts when she knows her pink slip is in a manila envelope, poster stamped, it's notarized. Honey, is stamped by Joseph R. Biden because the walking papers that Uba is getting to receive, honey, is the reason why she gave a wacky performance. And I like Uba. I've said this before. Uba is somebody who is meant to be seen. <laughs> She's a beautiful woman. She's a gorgeous model. Um, not everybody who's gorgeous has the personality to be on reality television. And because Uba, who clearly was the least exciting to look at in my Kim Kardashian voice, Um, And when I say look at, I mean in terms of watching her on a reality television. 
Uba is the least exciting to watch on this show. And I really wanted to stand for her and like her. And look, I'm not mad at a person who knows that her walking papers are going to arrive two business days after the final episode of the reunion airs. I'm not mad at a person who's like, I have to give this my all because I'm now aware that I'm not going to be on this show anymore. And that's exactly what she was giving at this reunion. I mean, she literally would just blurt stuff out, out of nowhere they're not even on topic and she's reading Jennifer Phil. She's reading Cy. She's reading Aaron. She read Brand. She's reading everybody except she's not reading the room. Honey, do I need to hire LeVar Burton to read the reading rainbow for you, sis? What are you doing? You made yourself look crazy on this reunion. I understand you had to make yourself unforgettable and my Nat King cold boys featuring Natalie Cole but Miss Mamas your behavior at this reunion was borderline Cocoa Puffs it was Cuckoo Lala it was insanity and I was trying to follow you and say okay well maybe she has a point but baby points were not made you didn't score any points. You scored a foul, an air ball. Where is Taylor Swift to teach me football language? Because I don't know any football. <laughs> hey, Swifties. Uba. Okay, anyways, child, let me just continue on this reunion. So Uba, who deserves a Razzie Award... Um, I was just distracted by Uba's performance because I think me, along with Andy and the rest of the girls, were just confused by what she was saying. And it makes me also wonder, did someone prep her and say, Miss Thing, you have to give it something? Because, look, when you're at a reunion show and you are the third seat, that means you weren't the star. Truly, it is what it is. And I'm not saying I agree with all of the seating assignments from this franchise. I don't think size should have been third seat. I think Jenna Lyons and size should have switched sides. Um, but Uba clearly being on the third seat... I think she also knew what time it was, right? But let's get back to Jenna Lyons since I just mentioned her name. Is it just me or did you guys also notice how every single housewife was kissing her ass in the part one reunion? I mean, she doesn't even need Charmin toilet tissue. All she has to use are the tongues from these other housewives who were literally licking her ass, talking about, oh my gosh, you're this, you're that, you're that. And what bothers me about some reunion shows is some reality stars use the reunion to give themselves a makeover because they read the comments and they're trying to impress the audience. 
And because Jenna Lyons is, I can't believe I'm saying this because I disagree with it, but because Jenna Lyons is sort of like the fan favorite for a lot of these housewife fans, um, all of the other girls realize that we need to be on the good side of Jenna Lyons. And the way they were licking her asshole, it was, it was, it was crazy to, to, to watch these women suck up to her in a way that it, it even made Jenna feel uncomfortable. Like, guys, I appreciate the love, but damn, like, this is even too much for me. You guys are giving me more love than the women I've dated in, my, in the past or present. It was too much. I didn't like it at all. And then it was it, it was just weird to me. But again, some of these women wanted to use the reunion to make things right because they saw the public perception that some of the fans had about them. Especially because they are first season housewives. And that's exactly what they were doing. So that part was confusing to me. I didn't like it at all um and then the only other thing that stood out to me besides uba's performance was the fact that i really do like brand like i'm 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 low-key obsessed with brand i think she's gorgeous i think she's a star she was made to be on television um brand to me although i love her and brand if you're listening because I know you are. I love you. I think you're great. I think you're the future of this re reboot. I think the show should revolve around you, in my opinion. You and Aaron and, and Jesso and Cy, to me, are stars. I I love the four of you. Um, I think you four are great. Bryn is a brown noser, though. <laughs> Bren wants to be on the side of the fan favorites. So she, not only was she kissing the ass of Jenna Lyons, I also saw how she was trying to hype up Jessel. And it was just very weird to watch because my thing is this. It's one thing to have your girls back but throughout the whole reunion, I just felt like Bryn sat back and said, I know who I need to be friends with on this show. And that is I need to align myself with the fan favorite. And the other fan favorite is Jessel. A lot of the fans love Jessel. I think Jessel is a great housewife. I love Jessel's personal story. I love the fact that her husband can take his freaking flyer miles and go and have a sandwich on a plane going to Afghanistan and then stays there for a day and then comes back and not bang his wife. Look, if that's what floats your boat, honey, who am I to interrupt that? Okay. So the thing with Jessel is I think Jessel is great too. What I found to be so interesting, and this has nothing to do with the reunion. So apparently... Jessel was featured in the Rolling Stone magazine and the headline was The Real Housewives of New York City is Jessel's show. And of course she posted it 
And then Brent made a comment. Yeah, it's your show. And we're all just living in it. We're, we're background players. I'm like, Bryn, you don't have to do all of that, sis. Like, there's one thing to support your girl, but don't dish yourself to make another woman feel like she's superior than you. Like, bad move, sis. Take a page out of the Ramona Singer handbook. The way she made sure to let Bethany know you may be the fan favorite, but bitch, I am the time and turtle time. Bryn, I'm gonna need you to be like that because you are the future of the show, not Jessel to me. So when the Rolling Stone article came out, a lot of the fans said, see, we told you guys, Jessel's the fan favorite. And I'm like, do you guys not understand what's happening? Jessel is a publicist. When you are a publicist, especially one in New York City, you have relationships with a lot of publications. I hope you guys are aware that Jessel, allegedly, All she did was contact the rolling fucking stone editor, PR people, and made sure she was featured in the online website. Do we honestly think that the rolling stone editors who are featuring the greatest 100 songs of all time, that they're watching the Real Housewives of New York City and that they really do think Jessel is the face of the show. That was nothing but Jessel, allegedly, using her connections and her contacts to one-up these people. What I saw from Jessel, this two-part reunion, Jessel's feeling herself. Jessel is believing the hype based on the comments that she's reading based on what she's putting out there because she's a publicist and it's her job to publicize other people. So what makes you guys think she's not going to publicize herself? Anybody who believes that Jessel earned that Rolling Stone feature, I think you guys are also the same people who think that Uba is the future of a reality show. Uba is the future of a catwalk. That's it. So... I'm seeing signs from Jessel that she's becoming a bit of a diva and that she's believing the hype and that she really does believe she's the face of the show. And I'm just saying, guys, watch out for that because that Rolling Stone article, which should have been hashtag ad, because that's all it was. It gave very much paid sponsorship paid promotion that's what it gave to me allegedly okay moving on so one of the highlights of part two reunion to me was i really did enjoy seeing the ladies get emotional about their personal story i love hearing about brin's um backstory i love the fact that brin said that when people ask about her race She says she's a black woman because she's now, I'm not going to put words in her mouth, but she's now comfortable being in that space. Again, she didn't say that verbatim, and I don't want to, like, misquote her. Uh, But I appreciated her honesty there. And then I appreciated hearing more about Cy. Bitch, the fact that Cy's husband kicked the mom out the house, and then three months later she passed away. 
now it all makes sense as to why Sai is this tough woman because that's a lot to deal with. And obviously, it's not Sai's fault that her mother passed away, but I now have a greater understanding of Sai because you would, anybody, any child would feel a bit responsible for the fact that, yes, I know my mom got drunk around our, you know, our kid. And yeah, we're dealing with this and she's living under our roof. So we got to put her out. Now, look, I probably would have put her up into a rehab center, not Central Park. You know, I probably would have made those steps, I think. And again, I'm not judging. Obviously, it's a horrible situation. But I'm happy that Sai was able to share that part of her life because I definitely think it allowed us to really understand her more. And look, I've said this on this podcast several times. A lot of y'all don't like Sai, And I get it. But I love her because I like any woman or person for that matter who is authentically themselves. And I feel like Sai is not pretending to be anybody but herself. Now, the raindrops did tell me that Miss Sai, you allegedly don't own your brownstone and that you're renting it out. Let's have a moment of silence for that. (laughs) So look, that's what the raindrop said, Sai. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but I had your back, sis, and I was telling my listeners how much I love you. And then, honey, they went on my comment page, honey, and said Sai is a liar, and she lied about owning the brownstone, but that she's renting it. So look, If that's the case, that's the case. I'm literally only referring to how Sai is on the show. And I like her. I like Sai a lot. And I want her to come back. And I think she deserves to come back. Moving on to Uba and this phone. So Uba talked about the phone and how she was angry at Aaron because Aaron had the phone longer than 45 minutes and she gave this whole explanation about being a single woman and family needing to get into contact with her, which, by the way, I do believe. I do believe. I believe that's 50% of where her botheredness came from, okay? I think she was bothered by that for sure because of those reasons when it comes to her family she is a single woman now this is the gag of the gag 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 gags the real reason in my opinion that uba was upset about her phone being missing is because uba did not want any of these girls at that time to know about this white man that she was seeing in Connecticut. Yes, aha moment. Ooh, do y'all hear it? Yes, cue the sound effects. That's what we call a aha moment. Now y'all see why. At the time these girls went on the girls trip, Uba clearly was in the relationship with this man that she was keeping a secret. Uba was highly upset about her phone being missing 
because she did not want any of these girls to go through her phone seeing these text messages with this man she was keeping a secret. That's the real reason. That's the 50% other reason why she had the attitude, why she wanted to fuck Aaron up. She felt violated for those reasons. She also felt violated because, let's be clear, she also wanted to make sure she could check her bank account to make sure this man put the money through the ABA SWIFT code. Allegedly. I'm just saying, I ain't mad, Miss Uber chick. Yeah, get it, girl. But that's the real reason why she was mad. Now it all makes sense. And that's the reason why it's hard for me to connect with Uba because as pretty and gorgeous and stunning as she is, something's missing. And I think what's missing is a personality that is palpable for reality television. So as we conclude this reboot of The Real Housewives of New York City, once again, I only would like to continue this new endeavor with Jessel, Bryn, Aaron, and Cy. And I want three new girls to come on the show. The show has potential. If I have to rate this season, I would give The Real Housewives of New York City reboot a grade of a C plus. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. It was definitely okay. But it does have potential to be great. But that all depends on the casting. Do not cast another woman on this show who wants to hide her relationship. And yes, Uba, we've now seen the boyfriend who conveniently was posing on the red carpet at an event with you, which to me was another desperate attempt to show the world that you deserve to continue holding an apple. But baby, let's be clear. That apple is rotten. Give it to the teacher. Plant that bitch down into the backyard because that apple needs to be sliced and diced in a ninja blender. Make a smoothie out of it and hand it to the next woman to fulfill your six-inch heels. All right, Raindrops. Now we're going to get into The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season premiere. Okay. Y'all know me. I'm going to cut to the chase. Y'all know I love this show. I love The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And by the way, congratulations. Although, like I said to you guys before, live ratings aren't what networks care about anymore. They care about Live Plus 3 or Live Plus 7 delayed viewing but we have to get props where props is due so congrats to the real housewives of beverly hills for reaching over 1 million viewers live over 1 million people watched the premiere and the one hour it was on so congrats to these ladies 
Now, I'm going to keep it real. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season premiere was a slow start. It was slow. Um, I told you guys on my podcast months ago that it was going to be a slow start because nothing was happening for months. And baby, based on that premiere, shit wasn't happening. And by the previews of this week's episode, bitch, nothing still ain't happening. I think we're in for a slow burn when it comes to this season of Beverly Hills. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Obviously, the elephant in the room is the fact that we know that Kyle and Mauricio's relationship is at, is at the forefront of the season. And what I did like about this premiere is, unlike the Atlanta premiere to where we had to wait m- months before we got an inkling of Juice and Raph's issues, I appreciated the fact that at least in the, at least in the premiere episode, we were able to see what was going on between Mauricio and Kyle. Kyle is over Mauricio. When he mentioned the tattoos and he kept calling her love bean. Now look, y'all know I stand for Kyle. She's my favorite housewife. And y'all know I love Mauricio. He's a friend of Reality with the King. But when I was watching this scene between Kyle and Mauricio, and I wonder if my raindrops also noticed it, I felt like they were both putting on for the cameras. I felt like that scene was shot after they made the announcement and that through the power of editing, they fast-tracked that to put that in the in the premiere episode. I really think that's what happened. It was too convenient that out of the blue, cameras are landing in their home to catch this conversation about Mauricio not knowing what's on his wife's body. It was too convenient. So let me explain something to you, Raindrops. We in the business would call that a pickup scene, okay? So a pickup scene is when you record a scene with cast members that is out of the order of sequence in their lives, okay? So, for example, in the premiere episode, obviously, Mauricio and Kyle did not file, or not file, did not announce their separation, right? We know that's coming much later in the season. And what we also know in real life is the fact that the season was wrapped, okay? The season was wrapped when Kyle and Mauricio announced the separation on the 4th of July of this year. So a pickup scene is when you tape a scene out of order. So I believe that the scene we just watched that ended the premiere episode, that was taped after July 4th, 2023. 
And what they did was they added that at the end of the episode, which is why nothing before that scene warranted a one-on-one between Kyle and Mauricio. At least they knew that the fans are tuning in because they want to know what are we going to witness between these two. And that's what they gave us. So that's what you call a pickup scene. And when Mauricio kept calling her love bean, I thought, look, bitch, I've been watching Beverly Hills since Camille Grammer was twerking on a pole at the nightclub in New York City, giving you Britney Spears, you drive me crazy music video tease. I've been watching Beverly Hills that long, honey. And correct me if I'm wrong, I have never heard Mauricio call Kyle love bean. Not only have I never heard Mauricio call Kyle love bean, he said it four times. Well, love bean, don't do that. Well, love bean, no more tattoos. Love bean, love. I'm like, love bean? Your wife, allegedly, is getting tossed by a bean of a woman who looks like the country singer version of Lil Wayne. Morgan gives me a gangster country singer from Waco, Texas. Or is it Waco? <laughs> Morgan is a thug. A pit bull in cowboy boots. Morgan is a blood or a crip. Morgan used to be signed with Death Row Records. Morgan and Sush Knight are buddies. I believe Morgan has a blade in her mouth. Kyle left fine-ass pretty boy Mauricio and got with a thug missus. All alleged. Anyways, so Mauricio kept referring... <laughs> I can't believe I just called Morgan the country version of Lil Wayne. Tattoos on the neck and all, baby. Okay, but such is life. The show should be called The Real Housewives of Compton, the way Kyle's messing with the most gangster country singer I have ever seen, but I digress. Anywho, so then Kyle made a comment that I thought was so interesting, and that's when I said, yeah, this is a pickup scene, because this isn't, this, this, this did not happen in the time of sequence that you guys are trying to make it seem it did. When Kyle said, no, I'm, it's my body and I'm going to do what I want to do with it. It was very, in my opinion, rehearsed. Like she wanted to make this declaration that I'm changing and evolving. And because of what happened between me and Kathy, I'm now going to take up for myself and defend myself. It just didn't seem natural to me. Just like Dorit's brunette hair isn't natural. But that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day, child. Dorit, please go back to blonde. I mean, I, I beg of you. I beg of you. Please, please, please go back to blonde. Anywho, so that I just I just was like, first of all, he's calling you love bean. And then secondly, you're telling him. It's your body and you're going to do what you want to do with it. And look, I believe that 
nobody should have agency over a woman's body. I don't think anybody should have agency over anyone's body. It's your body, your choice. Do what you want to do with it. So I do agree with her. Um, And then she said in her confessionals, yeah, you know, it's a problem when your husband doesn't know how many tattoos you have on your body. It kind of shows you where things are between me and Mauricio. And I'm just like, huh, this is, hmm. So then after that, Kyle goes on Watch What Happens Live, and she revealed that she was the one who initiated the separation. Which, and y'all know I love me some Kyle. And Kyle, if you're listening, or Teddy, (laughs) or Tamara, bitch, at this point, Kyle, if you just let us know that you are in the lady pond in a skims bikini, or matter of fact, you're in the lady pond skinny dipping, you and your matching tattoos, you are underwater, baby. Baby, you are under siege. Honey, you are a mermaid. You're so much in the lady pond, honey. You are are literally (laughs) basking into the depths of the sea. Honey, it's giving sea moss. It's giving... (laughs) Kyle, that lady pond must be good, honey. Is it salt water? I mean, what is it? Is is it some bass in it, baby? Are 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 we playing with fish? Are we hooking fish? What are we doing in this lady pond, Miss Mamas? You are so far into this lady pond, honey. You literally are the the little mermaid. You are. And guess what, Kyle? I'm here for it. I think think it's fine for you to experiment. And one thing about Watch What Happens Live that I don't know if you guys caught this, Andy never once asked her, So are you and Morgan in a sexual relationship? Are you and Morgan dating? Is Morgan your girlfriend? Did y'all notice that none of those questions were asked? Yeah, because Kyle obviously used Jessel, the publicist from New York City, (laughs) took a page out of her book and said, I'm the first guest on your show after the premiere. I know you're going to ask me the questions. I would like to refrain from being asked these questions. That's what happened. Clearly, that's what happened. So that to me was a highlight of the premiere. Dorit and her brown hair looking like Martha Stewart. I'm just not in, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here for it. Dorit was given the nun part three tease. I mean, I, I I'm just not, I'm not here for it. I'm not here for that. Um, listen, it was a slow burn. I appreciated the personal story with Garcelle and her son. I did enjoy that scene. I really enjoyed that scene. So kudos to Garcelle for giving us that. I really, really enjoyed that scene because that was real. I think it was the realest scene of the premiere. I love that one. I mean, I love hearing that Sutton is getting $300,000 a month for alimony allegedly love that 
Um, but everything else, not so much. And what the fuck did Crystal say in this whole episode? Crystal and her pink Juicy Couture sweatsuit, she arrived at Dorit's Eagle Woman event and didn't say a word. Did she say anything this this entire episode? I, I just can't believe Crystal has fans. Crystal is not a great housewife. Crystal is boring. And, and listen, I think she's very pretty. I, I think Crystal lives a great life. Anytime in the premiere episode, you don't say a word. There's a problem here. Houston, we have a problem. This is your last season, Crystal. And I hope you know that. Crystal, listen to me, sis. This is your last season. So whatever you do, do not divorce your husband because you are not going to have a job after this season. And now I know why Annalise, the new Black housewife that's coming on soon, I think, I now know why she read you and said she made you relevant in the in the teaser that we saw in the super tease. Crystal, what what are you what are you here to do? I don't care about the Lion King that your husband scored that whatever he did with it. That that's fantastic. But Crystal, are you gonna bring anything to this season? It, honey, it's a chop. Crystal, you are a chop. It's time to go, mama. You're not coming back next season. And please don't pull a Uber and throw things at the wall hoping something sticks. No, it's time to go. Anyways, this premiere, in my opinion, it was missing Lisa Renna. It was missing somebody that could add some interesting information or interesting outlook. Um, we'll see how the rest of the season unfolds. It's still very early. Obviously, I'm only talking about the premiere. But I gotta be honest with you guys. I have heard that it's a slow start, which is why they resurrected Denise Richards. And once Erica Red Herper felt that her OnlyFans page, Denise Richards never came back to the show. She couldn't take the heat. She got out the kitchen, honey. So I don't know. So this premiere, uh, listen, there were some things I liked. I think overall, if I'm being honest, I give it a C plus. We're only interested in Kyle and Mauricio. I hope you guys know that. Which is why I think over a million people tune in to the, to the premiere because we wanted to see like, okay, what are they going to give us with Kyle and Mauricio? And they gave us something, so I appreciated that. But yeah, Beverly Hills, you guys are the number one franchise. And y'all got to deliver. Because Salt Lake City is coming for you. Orange County had its best season in years. Between that and Salt Lake City, y'all going to have to do more than this. Y'all need to find a Monica in, in, in the 90210. And just like they brought back Tamara Judge, it's now looking 
like raindrops, y'all may need to also bring back Lisa Renna. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and yes, baby, my YouTube channel where you can get all of my visuals, baby, my expressions. Yes. And don't forget, tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag realitywiththeking. Reality with the King is a production of Kingdom Reign Entertainment. It is produced by Sierra Spragley Riggs and executive produced by me, Carlos King. King the Rain Entertainment, baby! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.